1: Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for being with us as we get rolling at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on a Friday, the 30th. Now, yesterday twice I said the penultimate. I don't know why. We all know the old poem, right? You know, 30 days has September, April, June and November, except February, that whole thing. Yesterday twice as I introduced the show at the top of the hour. I called it the penultimate uh, morning of the month of October. No, of course, there's 31 days in October. That's when Halloween is, for crying out loud. Nobody corrected me. A little disappointed in you. I expect you to make me better. When I make a mistake, make me better. And I said yesterday, uh, uh, twice, that uh, it was the penultimate, which means next to last day, or morning in this case, of the month of October. But no, today is the 30th and, therefore, penultimate morning of the month of October in the year of our Lord, 2020. So let's get that clear. And as it is a Friday, yes, indeed, um, and it's a Friday before the election. You know, we only have two shows before people actually go to the polls for real. Now, I shouldn't say that cavalierly. Um, You know, clearly there have been millions, tens of millions of Americans who are casting votes early, and we have been tracking that and trying to see what it means what the trends in, uh, uh, mean, how many of the millions are Democrats voting early, how many are Republicans, how many are going to vote by mail, how many are going to show up on Tuesday in the actual election day and vote in their normal traditional polling places. Just don't know. So uh, all we can do is kind of talk about it in a traditional sense, that the we have two shows left before people go to vote for real, in that sense, on Tuesday. And uh, I want to give you plenty of opportunity to be heard today. I do have one guest on the docket. I have turned down several others uh, who want to be a part of this uh, in this campaign cycle. But we have decided to make this a very, very um, listener interactive program today on a free-for-all Friday. At 1010, we will talk to Patrick Wood, who is not a politician, who is not running for office. He is simply running for your First Amendment rights. What I mean by that is Patrick Wood is the executive director of CFFS, an organization to which I belong and work with, called Citizens for Free Speech. And Patrick has detailed, you know, you saw earlier this week, probably, and we talked about it to an extent, you saw Jack Dorsey uh, of Twitter and Mark Zuckerberg of uh, Facebook and uh, the Google CEO, whose name I don't recall, they were all called before Capitol Hill, particularly uh, the Senate, uh, Senate committee, uh, to talk about their unbelievably ongoing and egregious. I mean, it really is. I mean, they're chutzpah. They don't even hide it. Uh, their censorship of people on those social media platforms based upon their political ideology. In other words, if they're conservative and they say something that liberals hate, they block it. They ban it. They put a warning label over it, dismissing it or they just flat out shut down accounts. Oh, I skipped a step. They also shadow ban conservative uh, uh people from their followers. In other words, if somebody has, you know, uh 25,000 followers uh and this particular conservative individual is posting things that are very popular with those people, they will block those people from receiving those messages. Suddenly somebody who's getting, you know, uh, 350 retweets on a post are getting three, and they're wondering why, what's happening. And the reality is nobody is seeing it. This is just all part of the game that the tech overlords at um, the, fa- at the uh, uh, social media platforms in Silicon Valley, you know, that they have put in place, that they're playing. What Patrick Wood wrote about, and we're going to talk about at 1010 this morning, just real quickly, is all of the other things you haven't heard of. You've heard of Twitter and Facebook, of course. But did you know that even people's private text messages are now being blocked, deleted, censored by the actual phone companies like Verizon, the cellular phone makers and uh, companies that provide texting services? Verizon was just caught deleting text messages between private individuals. A health freedom organization was sending texts to members um, and they didn't like the messages because, of course, a lot of it had to do when we talk about health freedom. We talk about, uh, you know, the masking uh, fraud and we talk about the mandated uh, vaccines that people are talking about. And so people sending private messages to it, not publicly posted messages on um, technical platforms technological platforms, rather, like Twitter and Facebook and so forth. This is private messaging, and Verizon saw it and said, Delete. Wouldn't let those messages stand. In a related story, now you know that the text or the uh, cell phone companies and providers that you use are looking at your text messages. There's no privacy at all. And freedom of speech is under attack. Pat wrote a piece about Vimeo, PayPal, even Visa, MasterCard, Verizon, the U.S. Postal Service, the ISPs, obviously the Internet Service Providers themselves, all of them conspiring to limit your ability to communicate freely and openly with friends or fellow supporters or whomever if they don't like the content. Free speech is under assault right now like it has never been, at least not since the establishment of the Bill of Rights. Quite literally, my goodness. So Patrick Wood will talk about that with us, and I'm going to get in-depth on that at about 10.10. 10. But our first hour is wide open for you. 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. We're going to get you up and on the radio, uh, like I said, early and often today. Now, I do want to start this particular hour not with free speech, but with dangerous speech. Speech in support of socialism and Marxism, Marxism, which is becoming increasingly favorable to our younger generation. I saw this story last night, and I just kind of shook a little bit. Um, I mean, truly, it was just, uh, I mean, and I shouldn't, because it isn't a surprise, but to see it in polling numbers and to see it in put in such stark terms as I'm about to share with you, it it kind of shook me a little bit. We know that there has been an appetite for the Bernie Sanders style of socialism among a lot of young people. We know there is an appetite for that among, you know, look at AOC's popularity in the Socialist Democrat Party. But when I see a headline, Millennials, Gen Z, increasingly comfortable with socialism and Marxism, activists say, it's, it's a little bit jarring. How did we allow this to happen? Millennials and Gen Zers are becoming increasingly comfortable with socialism, according to VOC, which is Victims of, Communist, uh, Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation. They conduct an annual poll assessing Americans' attitudes towards socialism. VOC Executive Director Marion Smith attributes this trend in VOC's poll as well as in other national polls to a failure of american educational institutions definitional misunderstandings and a double standard in media and social media all of those are obvious i mean literally we we probably could have you know de- detailed that ourselves without a survey our american educational institutions our public schools in general and i'm not letting private schools off the hook Now, my kids have gone to private schools, Catholic schools, and I know other Catholic schools and families who have sent their kids to Catholic schools who are in no way whatsoever teaching true American history and honest, honest uh, lessons about what is going on in this country right now. Catholic schools and other private institutions, which were supposed to be the answer to public schools' brainwashing and um, indoctrination of young students, they are no longer that firewall. They are complicit and part of the problem. And We have seen many, many examples of that. Private schools, including religiously themed schools, in at the middle and high school level and at the collegiate level. So we have failed at the public school level and at largely at the private school level, our children. The media has failed our younger generations. By making socialism, communism, Marxism, and they're all variations of one another, seem cool. Now it's not all that new, because young millennial idiots have been, you know, well, this is still part of the same generation, I guess, guess, but for the last 20 years or so plus, have been wearing Che Guevara shirts and thinking, that's cool, this mass murderer, this Cuban uh, uh, thug, who killed people for sport at Fidel Castro's direction for crying out loud that he's a revolutionary hero. They've been wearing Che Guevara shirts. They've been people like Colin Kaepernick have been encouraging the, uh, his young, mindless, zombie like followers that Fidel Castro was cool, that Cuba was the model. We have allowed the media. Popular culture and our schools our educational institutions to fail our kids in letting them know about the dangers and the countless number of times That socialism and Marxism and communism have been tried all around the globe In the history of this planet and how many times it has failed and how many times where it has succeeded to the extent that it has, for example, in China, communist China today, the people are subjugated. People are, are, are torn out of their homes and sent to modern-day re-education camps. People are, 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 are locked into camps based on their religion. I mean, literally, this is... This is a failure of, on the part of experienced historians to insist upon history truly being taught in its reality in our schools, in our media, in our social media, and yes, in our homes. Parents have failed these two younger generations, the millennial generation and Generation Z. Going back to the story, victims of communism, Memorial Foundation director Marion Smith said, we are seeing the high watermark politically of socialism and Marxism in the United States. Never before in history has the United States seen positive opinions of these ideologies to the extent that we are seeing today. That's just a fact. End quote. Support for progressive, self-identified Democratic Socialist politicians, including former presidential candidate Sanders and Representative Alexandria Damasio-Cortez, have increased among young voters. The National Black Lives Matter group, part of the political and social movement against racism and police violence, they say, That many American citizens and corporations have endorsed was co-founded by Patrice Cullors and Alicia Garza, who have called themselves trained Marxists, as well as Opal Tometi, who observed Venezuela's 2015 election at the invitation of the socialist government there. And she was swarmed by government critics during the election on Twitter after posting about the relief she felt being in a place where there is intelligent political discourse, praising Venezuela's socialist government as being intelligent political discourse. We are living in a world, Well, now let me rephrase. We are living in a country in which history of the world is being completely ignored. Younger millennials and Gen Zers think that socialism and Marxism are cool. They think that it's really, really great. They think that revolution is something that they should strive for, despite the fact that this country already underwent a revolution when they cast off the British crown for the purpose of creating the opposite of socialism, communism, and Marxism um, ideologies in this country. Freedom, liberty, and a constitutional republic were built based on the opposite of what these young people are now striving for. I'm not kidding when I say I was shook as I read this story. It's too long for me to read in its entirety, but I wanted to give you the gist. Millennial and Gen Zers, millennials and Gen Zers are all in on overturning the Constitution and embracing the same type of ideology that has killed hundreds of millions of people. Let me say that again. Socialism, communism, Marxism have killed hundreds of millions of innocent people. Throughout world history, modern world history, and they are too deaf, dumb, and stupid to know it, and that's our fault. Nine twenty-two. I'll be right back. Your phone calls. Let's do this together. Free for all at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. I'm the Bob though. You say you got a real solution. Well, you know. Yeah. Okay, 926, now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer, just uh, a little follow-up on this. Because it's extraordinarily important to know, uh, you know, what we're talking about when it comes to socialism and its popularity among the millennial crowd of voters, and yes, the Gen Z crowd, which are getting into their voting years. My daughter voted for the first time this year, so she's part of the Gen Z crowd. My son will vote, uh, well, can vote next year. But at any rate, the National Black Lives Matter movement, <clears throat> uh, which we know is extraordinarily popular, also a, 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 among young people, not just among young black people, but young white liberals, virtue signaling their support for people of color. Uh, they also have embraced Marxism. I told you about their, their founders and the things that they have said. On their website, Black Lives Matter had stated uh, in the What We Believe section of their website, that the group disrupts the, quote, Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages. In other words, socialism, the, so, the exact socialist model that is uh, that is forced upon people, quite frankly, in actual socialist nations. This is what BLM wants to create here in the United States. You think it's just about black lives or people being shot in confrontations with police? No, it is a massive revolutionary movement to eliminate the nuclear family. Eliminate personal property rights and allow a massive government to dole out to everybody in the manner that it takes a village to raise every child, whatever they think the government thinks they need in a world where over the last few years, uh, Venezuela has turned from a market economy and a very prosperous country into a humanitarian disaster through, in their own words, democratic socialism. Supported by the communist, uh, the Cuban Communist Party, and supported by loans from the People's Republic of China, that's the world we live in," said uh, um, uh, Ms. Smith, uh, Marion Smith, the VOC Executive Director, Victims of Communism Memorial Fund. Um, for many years, when self-described socialists or democratic socialists in the United States have been asked what kind of society do you think it uh, is headed in the right direction? Until very recently, when it became untenable to save Venezuela, they fully embraced the Chavez-Maduro direction of Venezuela as their model. More, This is where it gets dangerous. More young Americans are aware that some 100 million uh, people have been killed. I think the number is actually in the hundreds of millions of people, if you look all the way back, have been killed by communist parties in power over the last century. Many are unaware that the current Chinese Communist Party, the current, this is, we're not talking about old Soviet-style communism. The Chinese Communist Party today is responsible for the deaths, of, uh, for more deaths, rather, than Nazi Germany was throughout its reign of terror through World War II. How many children do you think... Raise your hand, and I know I can't see you on the radio, if you think your kids, I don't care if your kids are 19, if they're 15, 14, or anything, if they're 25 or 30, maybe they're millennials, if you think they know that there are more communist uh, Chinese Communist Party deaths than there were deaths from the Nazis, I don't think there will be any hands in the, in the air right now. There's also been a decrease in the number of young young Americans who believe that engels and marx's communist manifesto secures liberty better than the declaration of independence that's a good thing but what the younger generations the millennials and especially the generation z's uh, kids that are growing up right now in um uh, and being indoctrinated in high schools and in colleges in which they have just stripped back any pretense of true American and world history and are teaching socialist history and teaching social justice history and teaching social activism as history they are the ones that are the most at risk moms, dads let me hear you two one six nine zero one zero nine four five right back after this
0: Please be aware, you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer.
1: Yes, indeed, it is every bit of that. Appreciate you joining us this morning. It's a free for all, 2169010945 and 888 Patrick Wood will be joining me at the top of the next hour, however, and we are going to talk be talking about technological book burning which is intended to destroy America. It literally is that technological book burning. You remember book burning. You remember, uh, you know, instead of ordering people to bring their evil books that fill their minds with things that are different than what the government wanted you to believe, bring them to the middle of uh, the street to build a bonfire and burn all of those terrible ideas. Now they do it technologically through algorithms, and, um, uh, technological overlords, the moderators, the site moderators that make unwanted things, people, thoughts just disappear. Just like they did with books, now they do it with digital content online. And Patrick Wood of Citizens for Free Speech will join us in the top of, or at the top of the next hour to discuss exactly that. All right, uh, I want to pivot now from the socialism and Marxism, uh, disgusting, dis- uh, discussion about that disgusting discussion. To talk about another disgusting discussion. Bernie Sanders, uh, former presidential candidate, current uh, socialist, anti-American piece of uh, Democratic trash, says that the police who murdered Walter Wallace in Philadelphia, that's right, the police who murdered Walter Wallace Jr., as he describes it, should be arrested and prosecuted. Quote, Walter Wallace should be alive today, and our thoughts are with his loved ones. The police responsible for murdering him in front of his mother, instead of getting him the medical attention he needed, should be arrested, investigated, and prosecuted by the Justice Department. End quote. Now that's what Bernie Sanders said. Well, Joe Biden is proud of saying, I'm not like Bernie Sanders. I defeated Bernie Sanders, so I'm very different than Bernie Sanders. Well, what did Joe Biden say about the death of Walter Wallace Jr., which led to three nights of looting and rioting and assault on police officers and innocent people in Philadelphia? What did Joe Biden say? Quote, our hearts are broken for the family of Walter Wallace Jr. and for all those suffering the emotional weight of learning about another black life in America lost. Walter's life mattered. So it sounds to me like Creepy Joe and Socialist Bernie are on the exact same wavelength as every other demon rat piece of trash in the United States of America that would think that two police officers who are being advanced upon by a wild man with a knife should have just taken their stabbings like men. How dare you actually use physical self-defense? How dare you? Why didn't you just pull out your baton? Maybe you could have knocked the knife out of his hands. Oh, I can tell you why they didn't pull out their batons. Because that would be stupid. They would be putting their lives in danger to engage in hand-to-hand combat with a man armed with a knife. Which is why the law dictates that when a suspect has a lethal object, weapon in his possession, it is absolutely lawful for the law enforcement officer to use lethal force as a means of self-defense and defense of the public around them. This man was carrying a knife, was told multiple times to drop it, was within 10 feet of the officers. And these liberal Democrats, like Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, and virtually every person on MSNBC, CNN, etc., etc., They think that this man was murdered by police. And you want to know why police organizations and unions from one end of this country to the other, not one of them has endorsed the Biden-Harris campaign? You really think that the American people want our police officers to not be able to defend them? Let me put it another way. If a citizen is being threatened with a knife and they call 911 and the police come and they don't do anything to stop the person with the knife from killing the person who made the 911 call because they don't want to be accused of murdering the knife holder, the suspect, the violent criminal, then what good would it be for the police department and for the 911 system to exist? When people call the police because of violent suspects threatening them, they expect the police to come and neutralize that threat to the best extent that they can. And people have said, and the left has said, that these riots and the looting in Philadelphia is righteous because the police should have tried to de-escalate the situation and not just shot uh, this suspect. They make it sound as though the first thing they did Was park the car, walk out, and walk right up to them and just start to uh, Walter Wallace Jr. and start shooting. Guess what de escalation is? Are you ready for this? Drop the knife! Drop the knife! Put it down! Drop the knife! That's an attempt at de escalation. We don't want to shoot you, we don't want you to hurt anybody else. Put it down! Drop the knife! Those are the things that the police officers said. And when someone says no, and not only does, you know, the, the individual wasn't just standing stationary, and after a few times of telling him to drop the knife, the police just fired. He was walking and very, very aggressively advancing toward them, putting their lives in immediate threat and danger. It is just that simple. And I bring this up to you because in four days, We are going to decide the next president of the United States. And I would like to know whether or not you support a presidential candidate who literally sides with the criminals and hates the cops, which Joe Biden does, and which the entire Democratic Party does. And if you say to yourself, ah, hey, Bob, that's going too far. You can't judge the entirety of the demon rat party by Joe Biden. Really? You better consult with Joe Biden on that. Because if my memory serves, it was at the presidential debate when Joe Biden announced to the country, I am the Democrat party. I am the Democrat party, he said. And he's right. He is Because that's what they made him. That's what they made him and his statements, his absurdity about calling police murderers for shooting armed uh, suspects who are threatening and terrorizing people. Just because someone holds a knife and not a nine millimeter, it does not make them any less of a lethal threat. Understand that. It doesn't even have to be an edged weapon. There are a lot of things that somebody can hold, and if they are advancing on a police officer th- with the intent of doing serious bodily harm, they can and should be shot. How many hundreds of lives? How many hundreds of lives are going to be upside down for the next 3, 6, 12, 18 months in the city of Philadelphia because their jobs are gone? Because the businesses where they worked have been destroyed. Because the where the business is may open in 3, 6, 12 months from now, 18 months from now, or never again. How many people's lives are upside down now because of rioting over a guy, uh, trying to assault police officers with a knife and getting shot uh, for doing so? And I want to make one other point on this before I get out and, and go to your phone calls. What Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and others have said about murdering this individual, that he was murdered by Philadelphia police who should be arrested, investigated and prosecuted by the justice department. Um, and what Joe Biden said specifically about uh, um, the, uh, our hearts are with I'm paraphrasing him now because I, I closed the, uh, the quote, but uh, when he said our hearts are with all of those who carry the emotional weight of another black life lost in America, Walter's life mattered, I want so badly for somebody to go up to Joe Biden and ask him if Walter Wallace's black life is the only life that mattered, or do the 144 black lives that have been taken in the city of Cleveland in this year alone... By other black people, do their lives matter? If your hearts are broken for the suffering of the emotional weight about learning of learning about another black life in America lost, where is the emotional weight of the black lives being lost in Cleveland? Did you know we crossed the 150 threshold now? Last year, in all of 2019, 100 and what was the number? I want to say 29, I think it was. 129 murders in all of 2019 in Cleveland. We are now at 150, and there are still two months to go. And of the 150, 144 of them are black homicide victims at the hands of black perpetrators. Joe Biden, does your heart break for the emotional weight of learning about another black life lost in America? 144 of them. Those don't matter, do they, Joe, you pandering, self-righteous, race-baiting SOB. You don't give a rat's behind about Walter Wallace's life. You're pandering for black votes, and you know you're not going to get any black votes if you remind everybody of the thousands of black lives that are lost every single year at the hands of other black lives. 948, your call's right after this you know what's hilarious (laughs) hilarious in in a really bad way i should say is the alternative being suggested by those on the left as it pertains to the shooting of suspects who are violently threatening and attacking police officers or it's private citizens They're they're going with the Joe Biden defense now. They're going with the Joe Biden idea. Why didn't you just shoot him in the leg? Now, let me say that again. Joe Biden said that publicly, that police officers should just shoot them in the leg, shoot these types of dangerous people in the leg, as if the movies are somehow reality. The reality with anybody who has ever fired a weapon, much less taken police training, is that you cannot ever this is a movie thing only shoot somebody in the leg do you have any idea how hard it is to hit a target when you aim center mass which is what they're supposed to do because the goal if you are going to discharge your lethal weapon is to neutralize the threat immediately it's hard enough to hit a target center mass under normal calm conditions Add the adrenaline and stress of somebody coming at you with a deadly weapon. And the chances of hitting center mass are even harder. Now shrink center mass to the width of a human leg and pinpoint that spot and hope that you can hit them in a spot that is going to drop them from a leg wound. And oh, by the way, understanding that if you miss they are now three steps closer to you if you miss now here they are upon you you don't shoot people in the leg it was extraordinarily irresponsible of uh Joe Biden suggests that on a national stage. And it's just as irresponsible to have people on CNN like Wolf Blitzer saying that this is something that can be done. The uh, victim, uh, Walter uh, Walter Wallace, had a knife, as we saw. <clears throat> One witness said, though, he had mental health issues. The district attorney said a report this uh, was... Uh, a medical with it was a medical call was consistent with what they uh, know uh, so far so could these officers have escalated the situation uh, if they obviously could have used tasers if they had tasers but they didn't have tasers but why shoot to kill as opposed to shoot to injure and just prevent anything from going further I <laughs> like I started to say at the beginning of the segment it's hilarious but it's not because it's so serious but i mean the stupidity of these people is just mind-blowing if an officer is going to draw and discharge his weapon it's because his life is in danger and if your life is in danger you shoot to end the threat center mass and stop it immediately that's it you don't try to wing people this isn't the movies and for for again for joe biden it's just another example I truly agree with Mark Levin, who said a couple of days ago, after listening to a Joe Biden speech, Joe Biden might be the dumbest sob ever to win the nomination for one of the two major parties' uh, presidential uh, uh, campaigns. Literally, one of the now you can't say one of the dumbest people ever to run for president because there are a lot of real just quarter wits who have run for president in primaries. But to win a nomination, he might be the dumbest individual. Ever to win a prime, win the primaries and get a nomination for one of the two major parties for president, and his example of telling telling cops to shoot people in the legs is just an example of it. Again, which is why the national FOP and every state FOP and every other law enforcement organization has endorsed Donald Trump for president because this quarterwit again, that's an ode to you, Ruthie. Uh, uh, just has absolutely absolutely no idea what he's talking about when it comes to law enforcement. All right, Karen is in uh, Brunswick on AM 1420, The Answer. Sorry for the delay, Karen. I keep coming up with more material I want to share. Go ahead. (laughs) Hi, Bob. No, but do these people on the left, do they watch the news? Three people were killed in France by a knife-wielding man yesterday in a church. Knife attacks are dangerous. They are extraordinarily dangerous. And, you know, here's the thing. That just happens to be in the same news cycle. If you'd yeah. want to go and look at other news cycles, just go online, go onto YouTube or one of the video services, or even just go in and do a search for two things knife attacks and, um, ta- taser fail. Because both, you know, you hear them say, well, they should have used a taser if they'd have had a taser. I wouldn't have used a taser against a knife either because a taser is as tasers have often proven to not stop people who are hopped up on drugs or people. I and mean, you have no idea what their circumstances are. They keep on coming at you. Um, tasers have failed so many times and police officers have been assaulted and or killed by people who were not stopped by tasers. And then the other thing to look for if you go online is knife attacks. And you will see again. Countless examples of people who are gashed, stabbed, or sliced, and I'm talking about law enforcement, by people with knives, because they didn't pull out their guns and shoot quickly enough. They got within 10 feet, and as soon as you're within 5 feet, you're about to be sliced or stabbed. Um, And so, you know, they kill them when they're within 10 feet, pull out the guns, because that's exactly what they should do if they don't want to be a viral video of somebody who's been sliced uh, and, and hospitalized by these edged weapons.
0: Yeah, it's just really sad woulda shoulda coulda you know if you were in that situation yeah. what would you do <laughs> tell that to Biden. Well, that you
1: know that's a great point <laughs> and 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 that's why those of us and thank you karen for the call that's why those of us who get it support law enforcement because <clears throat> i will tell you point blank i wouldn't want to be in their shoes you just kind of asked hypothetically what if it was you they would never be them and it would never be me it would never be most of the population. Most of the population doesn't want to be caught in a position where there's a nut with a knife threatening people down the block, and everybody down the block is running away from the nut threatening people with a knife. Most of the population doesn't want to be wearing the blue uniform that runs the opposite direction and runs toward that knife to try to disarm, de-escalate, and then, if need be, neutralize that threat from killing other people or them. Most people don't want to be in that situation. That's why guys like me and other people like me support our law enforcement, because we know that they do something that we can't do, that we don't have the guts to do, that we don't have the, you know, the, the intestinal fortitude to do. And that's, that's 90% of the population or more. Nobody wants to be in that position. It's extraordinarily important to understand that those guys do a job that 99% of the population cannot do. And for us to second guess the way that they do it, particularly in a case where a knife and it's on video and the knife wielding suspect is within 10 feet of them and within very easy opportunity of, of, of seriously injuring or killing them to sit back in your in your little lounge chair. In your little socialist throne, Bernie Sanders, and to tweet, these officers should be investigated, arrested, and prosecuted by the Justice Department. Go stand out there, stand a post, walk a beat, respond to a call, you thick-headed socialist son of a Bernie. News time now, we'll be right back.